right, fellas. What's up? Here we go Back. again, man. Back for number two. Back for Back number, for number two. two. The sequel. Got the monkey off the bag. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. The sequel to the thug. We out here. Welcome back to the Bees Knees Podcast. Yeah, I'm Trey. I'm Marcus Sarantin Rave on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Dan Pierce. Real Dan Pierce on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Uber? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Uber? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. you savage. We're, we're, we're a lift <laughs> society now. <laughs> right. This is Brian. It's a B underscore hub 21 at, uh, on Twitter. I feel left out because I didn't, I, didn't I didn't do my Twitter handle. So I'm going to pass the Trey 05 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. You ain't never there. Okay. All right. So Speaking we've been... of. T- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, man. I was just going to mention how we've been kicking around a lot of topics. We have been really anticipating doing this this second podcast here. Um, what were you say? What were you going to say, Dan? Oh, I was just going to say. Speaking of never being there, the Washington Wizards at their prime were never in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now it looks like they never will be. How did How did they win tonight? They had um, more points than the Clippers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I watched a little bit of that game. They were it, down 20 in the first quarter. I, that's what I was saying. I was like, what? They looked like they I were going to get run out of that building. Right. I thought it was over. It seemed like the like by the time I started watching, it seemed like Otto Porter like really was standing, standing strong for the team. and I don't know. Somebody has to. Yeah. Or is this, uh, this is the start of their comeback. Who knows? Oh no! Uh, it's it's actually not that. Um, we we do know that much. We do know yeah. that. White was out. Yeah, this is true. Probably. We Don't also know that uh, that John Wall had some words for Scotty Brooks. He uh, he got <laughs> fined as a result, and now Ernie Grunfeld has made it known that every player on the team is up for sale and is tradable. Super available. Yes. They are ready for to be right swiped. Should be available. Yeah, they got to clear out some uh, cat room for Mello. They got to clear out. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! It's gonna happen. I need it. I need it. Guys, <laughs> okay. there's a there's a very good chance that Carmelo Anthony is playing in the Chinese Basketball Association by the end of this oh, year. Oh, that's what we need. Yes, uh, he might be there right now. Actually, <laughs> he's gonna go for Beasley's All Star record. There's yeah. also a very good chance that Ty Lawson made the wrong move by leaving the Chinese Basketball League last year to go to the Washington Wizards. Why do you keep on trying to throw dirt on Ty Lawson's name? Let's keep him out of here. No, no, I'm, I'm saying he he was doing well over there. How dare you talk about a Tar Heel. Exactly. Put some respect on my Heels name. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I enjoy the Heels. It's just as much as the next guy, but... You're just saying that hills tend to perform better in China. So. <laughs> oh, oh! No, I, I mean... Here's I the thing, it. though. If you are... You're doing well in the Chinese Basketball Association. If you could still get NBA minutes, why wouldn't you do that? That's true. I mean, I, unless, like, I, I feel like, yeah, of course, Starberry was 
kind of washed by NBA standards and then went over there and dominated. But at the same token, I feel like he generally enjoyed like yeah. living over there and being there. And, and if yeah. that's you, you want to be a god, um, then yo, <laughs> live it up. Hey, man. I, but, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. But but if like, you actually want to play like competitive home. basketball, yeah, you got to come home, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, here, yeah, we we're about five minutes into this, and we we got a lot to cover. So, uh, what do you guys want to start with first? Are we gonna do this Steph KD thing? Is this how we yeah, break up the it. podcast? We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it right now, right okay. now. So here's the Cliff Notes version. It's been it's been a popular sentiment going around these past couple weeks now. Where people are saying, "Yo, is Stephen Curry a better player than Kevin Durant?" And um, yeah, like we we discussed it, and and. At least one of us is vehemently wrong. A um, couple of us got the right idea. Somebody is like in the in the spectrum. You, know. <laughs> you, glad, you glad that I admitted you're wrong? I never have a problem admitting when other people are wrong. Man. So, so it's, a, it's a strength of mine. I say that in job interviews. What's your strength? I'm, I'm, I have no problem telling you when you're wrong. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look, man. All right. If since we we have to do this, Steph is greater than KD. Like, just, it's, Brian, you said you had some notes on this. Yeah. You, you care to you care to let us in, let the world know why you and I are standing on Steph Curry Island here and the other two are wrong. Okay. The argument is that Steph Curry at this point in time is the better player than Kevin Durant. I say this because Steph bends the court to a degree that Durant never has and has not shown any interest in. And it like if you want a good representation of it, it's that game winning shot against the Thunder in twenty sixteen in February. He hit ten threes in this game and pulled up for the game winner from about four or five feet inside half court. Oh yeah. The you prop. watch that play. Yeah. Andre Roberson was guarding him. Andre Roberson set up about five feet outside of the three-point line. Steph pulled up a good five, six feet from Andre Roberson. So about right. ten feet behind the line. Right. No problem. Roberson right. had no chance of blocking the shot. And the thing is, nobody else does that. Right. No one else has the audacity to just be like, yeah, I'm going to shoot this 40-footer for the game winner. Why not? Good shot. And that's a bad Durant, sh- that's a bad shot for ninety nine point nine nine percent of players in the league. Right. I think yeah, that's, that's getting you benched immediately if your if your name is not Wardell Stephen Curry. Right. Yes, I think Clay is capable of hitting those shots, but you don't see him taking those consistently to the right. point where, like Steph, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, good shot. KD also capable of shooting those, but he doesn't right. do it consistently. He likes the high post, the mid post. He likes being inside the three-point line. Right. He's a he's a great three-point shooter, but he doesn't like shooting them that much, honestly. Right. So, my I point mean, is, Steph stretches your defense to the point where guys are getting running starts to the to the basket. You double him, he's throwing it to somebody that's got 20, 30 feet in front of him. You know, he, if you don't double him, he's crossing you up and shooting from 30. Right. And oh. he, he, you watch the way the Warriors play, those three to four minute stretches where they just start pouring on the points. 
It's because the other team is so worried about where they are, where Steph is, where they're picking him up at. Because you don't have to pick guys up at half court. All right, let me Steph's ask you a question. The guy you got to pick up at half court. You have to know where he is. Let me ask you a question right now. Let, let me let me let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Okay, right now, right now, um, you are hired as the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? You mm-hmm. get the roster as currently constructed, right? Yeah. Currently constructed. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you 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 matter uh, you you even missing a couple of the best players over there. Like you, you have nothing to work with. You're not in a good situation, and you can pick right now to compete right now, either Kevin Durant or Stephen Curry. You're still putting Stephen Curry. Oh, on that absolutely. Team. That's not yes. even close. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's not even a question. Okay. All right. So because here's here's the thing. Katie's so he's great. Right. But he's great in a conventional way. Right. Teams know how to guard that type of player. Can they do it consistently? No. He's a great player, and he's going to score over people. But he doesn't change the way you have to play. Okay. You're 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 wrong. How did how did, no <laughs> no no? <laughs> okay. No. He furthermore, you have to play. Furthermore, no. Trey. Here's the thing that stuff brings to you. He, first of all, as a facilitator, he's better. Mm-hmm. He's a better shooter. And the highs of a Steph Curry, when Steph Curry goes supernova, captures a fan base the way that no other player really You're does. absolutely correct. But here's the and counterpoint And that's why here, you right? start the team with him. Here's my, here's my counterpoint, though. And I I was very specific about the roster in particular because if you do not surround Stephen Curry with people who can't who 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 won't scare you in the least bit, like Stephen Curry, if you put him on a team with nobody, yes, he's going to sit there, he's going to razzle dazzle. But if he has an off night, if you find a way, if you just decide to double him the moment he crosses half court or something like that, you're going to have a long night. You can't do that on Golden State. Kevin Durant, if you put him on the worst team in the league right now, will still make your life miserable every day, regardless if you double team him, because he's a seven foot player who can play like a guard and can still hit some of the shots. Not on as consistent a basis as Stephen Curry. Why is he doing that right now? Because he's not built for that system. Is what it comes down to. Like you said, he's a ball star. He's he's, he's better. He, you said he's a conventional player. I would absolutely agree with you. I have no qualms in saying that Stephen Curry is the better player for the Golden State Warriors in their system. I cannot bring myself to say that he's a better player than Kevin Durant in a vacuum. Like, nah. That that doesn't make sense to me. I think the KD over stuff argument would have to be built around him being, yes, he's taller, he's more versatile in the sense that he can defend more positions. Or defend any position. Right. He has played five positions. He's a good defender. So if you're going to say KD's better than stuff, I think that's where that argument starts and frankly and frankly ends there too. But the thing about stuff is again, like you said, if you put him on a team with terrible like other players, I mean, did we not watch him carry Davidson in college? Yeah. Did like again, yeah. as a facilitator, he he's he making now. guys a lot better, guys around him better. And that's the that's the issue with KD. He doesn't make anybody 30, better. NBA players with 30 feet of open space in front of them are going to score. Even bad like ones. Harrison Barnes got $90 million because he played with Steph for a few years. Ian Clark got a contract. Cause You're absolutely right. And what have they done? Nothing. But that's but, what I'm saying. Like when, he, when they were with him, he was making them that. 
Okay. Yes. So we're we're kind of we're we're saying the same thing, but with different accents at this point. <laughs> what I'm telling you right now is that yes, Stephen Curry is the better player for Golden State. He makes the people in Golden State better because okay. of what they can do with Stephen think, Curry on the team. I think he's the better player in general because but even they do that stuff because of Steph. Yeah. And again, going back to college, Kevin Durant didn't make his teammates at Texas better. He made Texas as a whole better because yes, right. he was a be- he was probably the best player in the NCAA then, probably. And look, look, like look at it this way: you're talking about dropping a player onto Cleveland, right? You right. Kevin Durant onto Cleveland right now. Who's he fighting with, and how soon? Because Colin Sexton. I mean, when when does he like his teammates? When do he does like him. That's not to be right. I'm not talking it about the matter. teammate that you would. I'm not talking about the teammate that you would best like. I didn't say that. I, I didn't well, even say he's about, the best teammate. But I'm saying I said that the better player. The way you play. That affects okay. the way the team. No, plays. we're having different conversations right now. You talking <laughs> about team player? I didn't say that he was the better team player. I didn't say anything. I said he was the better basketball player. Because if we're talking about somebody's going to make a team player, like by that same standard, Jason Kidd is a better basketball player than Kevin Durant. That doesn't make any sense. But but I mean, no, you brought up the not. team thing. You brought it up. You said, no, I said if we bre- if we dropped him onto Cleveland's team, who right. are they starting with? And right. we're saying you I, have to consider him as a teammate too if you're starting him on a terrible team. You have to consider obviously, that. Obviously, KD would win one on one against Steph. If that, okay. like, I think that's pretty clear, <laughs> just because of his height and length. Okay. But if you're dropping them onto a team, starting with nothing or Cleveland. Yeah, I think Steph's the better one for that situation. This conversation ended for me the moment you said that Kevin Durant would win one-on-one against Stephen Curry. But one-on-one's not the NBA. I didn't say it was. But that's I said he's a better basketball player. He's a better player. NBA player. Okay, I'm not going to lose a game of one-on-one to somebody I'm better than in basketball. There's not that many people on the planet. I'm saying he's a better basketball player. But uh, that's... We we can't even get into that because that that'll keep us here all night as well. Dan, yes. do you have okay, anything? Who's the best basketball player in the world right now? Who's the best basketball player in the world? LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron. Okay, who's going to beat LeBron James in a game of one on one right now? Nobody. Uh, I would right. say I would say the best. Hmm. Nobody. Nobody. No one. who can handle a ball. But I think. <laughs> but, Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say LeBron's a better player, but Prime Shaq beats LeBron in basketball. Because LeBron okay. has no way to defend Prime Shaq. We're talking right now, though. We're not talking about Prime so-and-so. Right. Even if you're, talking, if you're talking about guys at the height of their careers, Kobe Bryant's probably the better player. Let's talk about peak Lakers, right? Then who? He's probably... Peak Kobe is probably better than peak Shaq. But... In a one-on-one basketball game, because you only get to play, you can play the percentages. You take Shaq every time because he has, because Kobe has no shot at defending him against right. LeBron. So Shaq is in no way, shape, or form inferior to Pete Kobe. He's nah. just not. He's just Look, no. I, this is Pete not Shaq me. is a top five player of all time. I don't. I'm very that, confused but, as to what's occurring right Shaq, now, and I really don't like Kobe. But I think, I think. Peak Kobe is probably better. Now, Peak Shaq is definitely more of a force, a force of nature than Kobe. Absolutely. Which this is a whole never conversation, by the way. We were talking yeah. about LeBron James. Yeah. But, and you're wrong but, again. Kobe but, was never the best player in the league. No. Oh, I've been. 
Oh, oh, I've been talking this whole time and you guys didn't, I, I had it muted. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Welcome back. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, yikes is right. Needless to say, yeah, no, LeBron, J- like, yeah, I thought we were talking about LeBron James, like, one-on-one, what's this Shaq yes. and Kobe? Uh, what, I brought that up to say that if, you, if you're playing one-on-one, a big guy who's a lot stronger, who might not have the same amount of skill, quote-unquote, but is a much right. stronger, much heavier, has a better chance of winning a one-on-one game, that doesn't right. necessarily make him the better basketball player. Right. Okay. That's not what we're dealing with right now, though. But you, you said it that. You I, said that's what no. I meant from the but start. I'm telling you that Kevin Durant is not a big guy. He's a tall dude. He's not a big guy. He's right. Play like but a big you, guy. That's he's not his game. seven feet tall, and Steph exactly. Curry is six two, six so three. Game of so okay. in a game of but, basketball, yes. In a game of one on one, Durant probably wins, but that doesn't right. necessarily mean he's the better player. That's why I brought up the Shaq thing because he's right, bigger. But that doesn't mean he's when a better say, player. When I say Steph's the best player, I mean in a five-on-five NBA game. Like, and I, Steph would still have a shot against KD. I just, I mean, you can back him down. You're bigger. Like Literally said, all he would totally have was a shot against game. KD. It's a totally different argument, though. I'm not talking Here, about one-on-one. I'm talking about the better NBA player. I, 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 I do have thoughts on this. Okay. What you got, I feel as I feel as though if... Steph and Kevin knew we were arguing about this. They would be laughing in our faces, saying that this isn't even a discussion. This is not a comparison worth discussing. This is, uh, like, it, it's it's one of those situations where they're so unique in their own game that it's so completely different. I think Curry it, would say that. I think Durant ca- Durant yeah. cares. Yeah, Dur- Durant cares about being better, but it's not necessarily better than so and so. It's just better. Durant he's believes, always looking to ball. He Durant believes he's the best player in the league and has believed that for a long time. And yeah, he would he would tell while. anyone who asked him that he would say that. And he would have been wrong. And he would he would be wrong. But he would say that. So he absolutely cares about this argument. I'm just saying, like, there's an aspect to this involving the individual games that needs to be considered. Absolutely. You're not talking about two of the same type of player. Yeah, we're not talking about two of the same type of player. We're not even talking about, like... I know we're moving toward positionless basketball in the NBA, but we're we're still in a phase where these two guys come from an older guard where positionless basketball wasn't around yet. It just wasn't. Steph is a point guard. He could go shooting guard if if need be, but point like he runs a good point. Durant can play forward. Durant has played a two. It was. It, didn't go as well as I mean, maybe he was like, they he was would a like. Nineteen-year-old rookie, you know what I mean? Like, right. we can't yeah, yeah, really. No, I, <laughs> and and he was poorly coached. And he was, was in a poor coached. coaching situation. Right. PJ Carlissimo didn't know how to utilize him to his fullest potential, and he would fully say that as well. Um, I'm just saying, the idea of comparing the two on like an either-or basis is ridiculous when there are so many other factors going on 
to the success of the Golden State Warriors. I would say the success of the Golden State War- Warriors is to Steph. The success that's of the Golden State Warriors. Okay. That's that's not the argument though. That's not what we're saying. We're like the success of the Golden State Warriors is written by Steph Curry's hand. We're not disputing that. That is what is going on. He has yeah. become denominator. It, it, sure, there's no sure. contest. But um, what what we are saying though is in an individual vacuum of talent, versatility, um, just overall basketball. I'm taking Kevin, and, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't his, disagree his, with that. That's fine, but. We're not saying. I think you guys are stuck on this idea that he makes the Warriors who they are, who, which he does. But he would make in he would right. make any team that way. Which he right. You have literally no proof, like no evidence to support but that, though. Like other as, than what we're imagining shooter, on our drawing board. As a shooter, he affects the game in so many ways that you right. you just cannot. You're absolutely account. correct. But here's it's the thing, though: we've seen other shooter. phenomenal shooters transport around and the shooting goes with them and they don't have the same effect on the game but like they're we've not seen that they are the best shooter of okay, all time okay he's yes best right now you guys are margin. literally literally operating in hypotheticals you're like oh yes he's so good that this would happen like we have nothing no thing nothing to support that notion like we just don't other than what you guys are saying like we've seen kd in other situations is what i'm saying and what what i'm not willing to overlook in this argument is that Throughout recent history, I can think of maybe three other players who've had as favorable a situation as Stephen Curry in terms of landing in the right city with the right management and the right coach and the right system. Right? I could think of They were uh, not there when he got there. <laughs> no, no, you're you're None absolutely right. They weren't. weren't. You're they weren't. They weren't, which is why I keep on talking about the fact that people didn't view Stephen Curry as being in this stratosphere of being the, the, this great player until Steph uh Steve Curry got there. I mean, Steph, Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, I'm over here. It, and, it was and, starting before then. Yeah, I was going to say Mark Jackson. Like It wasn't widespread, but that 2013 series against the Spurs, it was starting then. And it was starting, absolutely. That's why I tell you that all of those numbers, his numbers were the same the two seasons before they first won that championship, and they were still a sixth seed in the West behind teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Absolutely. True. Right? And so – I would say the first real glimpse that I got of this Steph Curry was that Madison Square Garden game where he dropped 50. I watched that game, and that was the first time I really saw it. But I think, Trey, your point that he put up the same sort of numbers, that's true, but the numbers are different now. He's more efficient now, and it's right. and it makes this – it works better in this system. So yes, like yes, it does. You're making my point for yes. Me. I'm saying your point is valid that the coaching and the system helps a lot, but our point that Steph, who has to evolve like any great player does, he understands better how to pick those spots. He understands better, and it that transcends the system. It's okay. I'm putting up these same numbers, but I'm more efficient. I affect the game in better ways now. I let Clay Thompson be Clay Thompson because I have this gravity around me that every other team has to account for. That's why Clay right. Thompson can be that guy. That's why and Kevin. I'm, Go ahead, Brian. And I'm not saying that you drop 2011 Steph onto any team and they're they're good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you drop this current Steph Curry. 
that okay. knows he can pull up from 40 feet and make that. that one of my forces biggest, those defenses to guard him. At one of my biggest court. points with your argument, you kept saying that historically Steph has been the better player, right? And I'm confused and, what you mean by that because if you take the okay. where 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 KD was in his career, like whatever he came into the league a couple years before Steph did, right? A few years before Steph did, but at that point, like if you take year two, year three, Kevin Durant on any team, he's still improving them, like markedly. Right. And it, for and sure, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I think I was phrasing it wrong when I say historically. I just meant I think he's had the better career to this point. I think so I, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I think I, I don't. I, I get you, and even that when we talk about Stephen Curry's career, like it was, it was never shabby. He he was a solid player, but he, right. he wasn't. Like I said, he didn't get a first place vote for MVP until the first time he won it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stephen didn't leave Earth. We didn't view him in his different strategy until the system around him changed. And that's not a knock against him. It really is not. Like, it's it's great. You want that for every player. What I'm saying, like, that system doesn't travel with him. Like, in, in this hypothetical you guys are saying, I don't think so. And like I said, this is all hypothetical. I don't have any empirical evidence to support right. this, but we don't have any reason to believe that if you remove him from Golden State, remove him from Kurt, take him away from Dre, take him away from Clay, that he that, that, that same effect goes with him. Yes, he'll make some players around him better. He'll get some of his teammates better looks, but we don't necessarily have any reason to believe that, like, that death lineup doesn't travel. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, like, the player that he is, well, I think you're undervaluing well, why wouldn't the, it? the evolution he's gone through. Right. So he's got all that experience. He's seen what works for him, right? They built it around him, yes. The coaching improvements helped a lot, yes. So if you take him and drop him onto Cleveland, why wouldn't he try to take that and be like, okay, we need this, 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 and this? And if you're Cleveland, you're getting 2018 Steph Curry. Why wouldn't you do everything in your power to try to replicate what you've seen right. work for him? Well, first right. of all, because it's Cleveland. Well, yes, um, obviously. Well, yeah. Dan Gilbert <laughs> yeah. is not. And a just smart. a reminder to our listeners, the Cleveland is entirely hypothetical. We don't actually think he's we going have, to Cleveland. We have zero sources, so. Yes. Um, no. Yeah, but and so Trey, I'd like to ask you this: If you could take these two players in a vacuum and start a team with either of them, and build that team around that player's strengths, which team do you think is better? All right. So that, that's a great question. That's a great question, right? And. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you guys that if I can sit there and reconstruct the same system and have Stefan's input, it's like, oh, I need this around me, whatever. Sure, you take him. But in but the that's event, the point. Right. Listen, listen, not done yet. In the very likely event, the more likely event, that I do not get another all-time great shooter around him, that I do not get the mm-hmm. Swiss Army knife that is Draymond Green, and the more likely event that that happens, mm-hmm. I'm taking a player like KD okay. because he's more complete. Okay. Also... Also, you you guys uh, and Trey is illustrating this really well. Um, there's a certain aspect to constructing a team, like when we when we play 2K and do a fantasy draft or whatever it might be. Stylistically, going in thinking to yourself, okay, will I be able to get a guard, like an all-star caliber guard, later if I take KD now? Because KD is, uh, like, while Steph and KD are both all-timers, KD at his position, with his strengths, at his size, you know, with his prowess, is harder to find. And 
and that is entirely based on it's harder to find than the yeah, greatest shooter yeah, of see, all time. Yeah, I actually think I don't know. I think Curry is harder to find. No, oh, no Steph here, is clearly harder okay, to find. Here's what I'm saying, though. It's entirely based on your stylistic preference as no. to how you would want to control. No, it's basing it on he's literally the greatest shooter we've ever seen. That's true. Seen. I can actually I can actually agree that Stephen Curry would probably be harder to find in that instance, but at the same token and, and hear me out here right now, right? It would also be easier to find a KD than a Ray Allen because shooting is that special a talent. Yes. The problem with that is that shooters cannot work in a vacuum. Like Stephen Curry, well, one true. of the things that makes one of the things that makes him the greatest shooter of all time is that he doesn't need to work. Like he's not just a spot up shooter. Like he has yes, he right. has a very well rounded game. That's very much true. So I do think it's easier to find a KD than a Steph. But is it easy to find a KD at six eleven, seven feet tall? How easy? Oh, like, of course not. And 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 that's come like I don't know like it's easy you can have the debates on on how many better offensive players there are but KD was created in a lab yeah you know what I'm saying I mean I'm not disagreeing with no that. no I mean, I mean they're both arguing once in a generation top three players in the league yeah right they're both once in a generation guys and right. honestly I think when it's all said and done you 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 might be able to make the argument that KD is the greatest scorer we've ever seen I mean you. You could certainly argue that if he plays another six, seven, eight years at this pace, there's no reason you you wouldn't be able to argue that. He's the right. most versatile, yeah, for sure. But I just I think. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, but Dan, to your point, with us with the NBA being in this positionless, uh, being this positionless league, like like it seems to be, you see a lot of versatile, lengthy guys like that. But you never, ever see, like, and like Trey said, Trey said you wouldn't find that many Ray Allens, and that's true. He was a great shooter, too. But Ray Allen didn't have the ball skills that Steph Curry has. Right. That's true. You know, so, like, Steph Curry, because he's a a point guard first, that's why you have to guard him 45 feet out. Right. And that's also, yeah, that's a great point. So, Steph without his ball handling is not anything close to what I've been talking about. Right. Because we saw that in 2016. When he was injured in that playoff series and then came back in the finals and Kevin Love locked him up on the perimeter, that Ugh. wasn't Steph. Ugh, that was that, rough. That was, that was I can't move laterally Steph, which is not him. I'm like, the thing is, he creates so much room for everyone else, so much more than Durant does, where I think you can find competent shooters to, I'm not saying Clay Thompson, no, but competent enough shooters to put around him to make shots when he's creating that many open looks for everyone. Yes. Here's another thing that we haven't really touched upon, right? And and I'll I'll just drop it and leave it, all right? <laughs> Which player would you take on an off night? Steph. Still stuff. Yeah, still stuff. I think I think for my team, I'd want stuff just because, like Brian said. You, they have the defense has to respect him every moment he's on that floor, even if he's not shooting well. Because you know it takes one shot for him to be get going. KD he, he, is probably having a better off night than Steph is scoring wise, or you know whatever he can affect the the, the game defensively. Defensively, in a way that yep. that Curry can't. So yes, he's going to have the better box score, 
but my team, I think, still has a better shot as long as Steph is playing. Right. Steph recognizes very early. Let me ask you a question. Though. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Follow up. I know I said I was going to drop it and leave it, and I lied. I lied. I need a follow up question. Right. <laughs> Why are you so comfortable with Steph having an off night? Because he gets everyone else involved. Like literally everyone, like who? He, his teammates. Clay Thompson. Like who? Clay Thompson. Okay, Anybody. thank you. Because Anybody. you have another player on that team who could go off for fifty when he feels like it. Absolutely, right. but just like Brian but said, Katie had Russ the same way, and he didn't try to get him involved as much when he was like, "Oh, I'm having a bad night. Let me keep passing to Russ." It was, "Let me take this fadeaway three from the from the block." Yo, here's the deal, though. Like when Steph has an off night, like when he gets ugly for Steph, it gets actually like ugly, ugly. Absolutely, like, it does. KD has an off night, and he's still better than ninety percent of the players in the NBA. But still, Steph's off night is still creating space for everyone else. He's Teams yeah. have to respect him any minute he's that, on that floor. And there's always that fear, yeah. Like, he's not always the one creating those three- to four-minute runs that they go on. He's not always the one scoring all those points. Sometimes it's Clay, sometimes it's, you know, whoever. But he's always the reason because he's that fear in their minds. Like, find Steph, where Steph? Oh, crap, there goes that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's the reason guys are getting open layups, open dunks, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things we're just going to have to agree to disagree <laughs> on, man. Yeah, I agree. Considering we're at 35 minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, other, uh, let's, wait, let's while, while we're on the dubs, I feel like we haven't discussed at all this Draymond KD thing. I got one more thing before this. Oh, oh, okay. oh no. <laughs> All right. And just in terms of three-point shooting, we know how great Steph is. Six of the top 50 seasons ever for three-pointers made, right? KD, do you know what his top is? Uh, I think his best year was, what, like 39%, 40? I'm talking about total made in a season. Oh, no. Nah. His best is 192 which is tied for 93rd all-time with Dan Marley, Dale Ellis, Thunder Dan. Wesley Person, Mike Bibby, and uh, Skip Demilou. Guys ahead of Durant on the single-season makes list. Kyle Lowry, Trevor Ariza, Dorel Wright, Raja Bell hey. multiple times, Dana Barris, Robert Covington, J.R. Smith, Antoine Walker, Wayne Ellington, Mookie Blaylock, Damon Jones. Okay, you've made I your just, point. I just found uh, that very interesting. Yeah. I don't. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Like It does, but it was we're, just interesting. To we're talking about different of. players and different games entirely. Okay. okay. I know, that was just a So, note. with your different player and his different games, speaking of divergent styles, if the Warriors have to choose one, do they choose Draymond or do they choose KD? You choose Draymond. I, I think they choose KD, but I think that Draymond is more important to their culture than KD is. Yes. Right. When I say that, I mean in a in a okay, and that I think there's if there's any team who would actually make the right decision because I say okay, what what's the right decision versus what makes sense like marketability wise and stuff? Yeah, you keep KD but like you said I think there's any team in the league smart enough it would be them and maybe like San Antonio would be like nah like we need Dre like I I honestly believe that Dre is the second most important person on that team 
I agree. I, I agree with that. I wouldn't disagree with Here, that. I think I, choose is, I would KD, disagree though. with Golden State being smart enough to do that. I think they choose KD if it came down to it. Yeah, I did too. Here's here's what I think. They are signaling to KD that they're choosing KD by finding Draymond yep. A and B, yep, having KD be the first person to enter the new stadium and to like give it a tour. That that I mean that's what happened. Um, that said, I think KD leaves. I think Draymond, he his game itself is more likely to fall off a cliff. Even oh, though it's already, it's already started. Yeah, no, I I feel like that's not a, well, a controversial take. Kept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, his game is more likely to fall off a cliff. That said. He uh, is expecting a payday. What next year? Yeah. yeah. I, I. If KD leaves, they have to pay Draymond while his game is falling off a cliff, and uh, I don't know that they should. I, I, I would go far enough to say that they shouldn't. I really don't yeah. think they should pay him with max contract, knowing that his game is already falling off. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Wait, wait. So, like, here's an overreaction for you. If KD leaves this summer, is this the beginning of the end? No, they're going after Anthony Davis. Oh, man. And they're probably going to get him. No. I mean, I think the Lakers get him, too. But if, get if they too. don't resign KD, <laughs> do they have a shot at keeping Boogie? I don't think so, just because of the way the CBA is set up. Okay. I don't yeah. think they can, I don't think they can offer him more than like a twenty percent raise. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. That he took. I yeah. don't think that's I think, possible. And I honestly think that Draymond is smart enough to see that they are essentially already telling KD we choose you. I think Draymond pushes himself out of there, or I think he walks the minute they don't show up with that max contract. If they wait... I think he's even, part of an offer for AD. Yes. I think they're going to try to trade him, but I think even if they don't do that, if they don't show up with that max contract at 12.01, the yeah. day that he hits free agency, I think he goes to find it somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ernie Grunfeld's going to trade for Draymond right now. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? Bradley Package. Bill's going to go to state. What? No, don't. That that's just that's too many guards. I I was gonna say like if you package like Otto Porter and maybe like oh gosh, who else do they have? That that's Otto worth Porter anything. deal wouldn't be a bad situation. I was thinking the Not same at thing. All. It's actually, I think everybody yeah. should to that. Because like Kelly Oubre makes too much money, and so does Jan Mahimi. And we can't put uh, nobody for free. wants that's good, that's good stuff. Nope. Maybe um maybe Austin Rivers. No. I caught Yama Hemi on a safari one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They don't they don't want speaking him. speaking of players that are about to be traded, J.R. Smith. J.R. Earl Smith. J.R. yes. He he and the Cleveland Cavaliers have agreed to part ways and they are actively seeking a trade for J.R. Smith. After the chaos going on in the Cleveland locker room and practices and stuff regarding their desire to win, uh, Tyron Lue, their former coach, uh, wanting to play 
like vets over the younger guys in an effort to win games and stuff like that, where Dan Gilbert is swooping in, being like, no, we're playing the younger guys, you're out of here. Uh, Colin Sexton not listening to a single soul um, at 19 years old, thinking he knows better than these grown-ass men. Look, um, man. Uh, look, I'm just saying. Far be it from me to ever give Dan Gilbert any credit. But he's right. he's right. Like, play the younger guys and see what you got. There's no point in them trying to win. They can't win with this roster. So He's right. He's there. right about that. Now, enabling Colin Sexton to be hard-headed and, and, and you know, not listen to Immature. The, the vets and all of that, yeah. He's 19. Developing bad habits at a young true. age. But Dan's, so, Dan's right. If Gilbert is encouraging these bad habits, it's not going to just – it sets a bad precedent for the rest right, of his career. That's, that's my entire point with this. It's like, unprofessional. Down on the 19, okay, the entire Cleveland organization is unprofessional. Why, do, if you want to go with the youth movement, why don't you fire Ty Lue in the off season and bring in a development coach? Hey, on the side, why are we acting like nineteen is like middle school though? Like you, you, you young, you still grown. I mean, what right. you, I was not being smart at nineteen. No, not at all. But the point is that and it, I, I also wasn't money. making millions of dollars. Exactly. I think right, but that's the thing. I think what Dan is saying Playing here is that you potentially burn your bridge here, and every other team sees that. And they're going to yeah. say, okay, this kid might be hard. He might be a knucklehead. And, I mean, somebody's going to give him a shot. But you know I'm what I mean? I'm not like, saying it's smart. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying the way he's acting is smart. I'm saying, as an organization, they're the ones that should be held accountable. The GM, the coach, the owner. They're the ones responsible. Yes. You are the adults in the room. They're if all the adults in the room. Like, right. I mean, everyone you're in both that room right. is, in fact, an adult. You're both right. Okay. I mean, I just think coming down on the 19 year old point guard at the hardest position in the NBA is laying the blame at the wrong spot. 19 year olds can go fight wars and all sorts of things. Like, I get what you're saying. They can't drink. I mean, like, yeah, no, I, I get the age argument, but I'm saying, like, the way it's all being, like, Dan kept saying, he's like, oh, this dirt on Colin Sexton. I'm like, what about the organization? They already screwed it up. Like Anthony the, Bennett sucked, but like, are we kind of getting the organization is being like, held accountable? Is it their fault? It it is being held accountable. The people that drafted Anthony Bennett aren't there anymore. The coach has been fired. Kobe the, Altman is on the hot seat. There. They are uh, they are trying to trade J.R. Smith. Kevin Palmer's Love is there. out. Uh, well, okay, but he it's a lot harder to it's harder to get rid of an owner than it is. A front office. Unless you get him on tape saying he don't want black people at his games. It's true. It's true. But no, you just he just doesn't want you taking pictures and putting them on Instagram. That's what it is. Or oh, or if okay. they you yeah, know yeah. his opinions of signing Luol Deng, that that was ridiculous. Oof. That that was the that was bad. Here's the thing: Ugh. it's hard to narrow down just one Dan Gilbert move that was ridiculous. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Be here all night. So yeah. I'm all in with the crayon letter. <laughs> <laughs> Comic Sans is really of, making a comeback, I think. Speaking of people who is can't it? get their no. shoulders high enough to write in crayon or write anything anymore, 
Markel Fultz. Yeah, let's talk about a player that's actually being ruined by his organization also. <laughs> Look, man, even we 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 could argue the, the the whole process thing all day. I'd rather not do that again today. But I'd I'd like to see is, the medical degrees. It is borderline malpractice what they are doing to yes. that kid. Like yes. not even borderline. I think you have a legit malpractice case. About what they're doing oh, to that kid. Oh, they I they think they have already one. launched yeah. that yeah. today. Yeah, today, yeah I was going to say Ray Brothers. Lawyer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tor- his attorney said that. I did not. Yeah. Know that was that. his agent, but he signed off as as an attorney because he is an attorney. But his agent. Yeah, yeah his agent right, but is attorney an attorney. Was specifically pointed out. Right. Every yeah. Time. Basically, Ray Brothers is his agent, but is also an attorney, and he used to represent. Uh, Victor Oladipo, he used to represent uh, Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. Like, he's been around in the league a while. So, this guy, he's saying Markel Fultz will be evaluated by a shoulder specialist. I, th- I think it's next week. And he's not going to be practicing or playing, and he's declaring this. So, yeah. the 76ers are not in a position of power when this guy's declaring this. And is kind of putting them in an awkward position in terms of their medical staff and their rotation and their coaching staff and their front office and everyone is kind of there there's a spotlight on everything because the 76ers medical staff has been under fire last few years shall we say um just yeah probably i mean yeah I mean, the way they treated Jamil, uh, Jaleel Okafor is criminal. Yeah. Shall we say? Why? Uh, I don't know. What that. <laughs> I mean, they 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 mishandled that. all of his injuries, and the front office kept trying good to spin. Either. Well, that I mean, that is also beside the point in terms of his development. Yes, they missed on him entirely, and he flopped. But I mean, there was an ask. There's an aspect to consider regarding, like, the medical staff's uh, position in that whole situation. That's all. I will say, the only thing I think it's really kind of fishy about that medical staff is that, as a part of their quote-unquote process, now, what, three of their high-level draft picks have missed almost their entire rookie seasons? Because right. of this, and granted, I mean, this is while they were still like, "Hey, no, we're gonna suck until we don't," you know. So I get it. Like they're just, we they just, just got a fourth. They and just were indeed, in any rush. Zaire Smith's first two. Yeah, and I mean, what part of yeah. Fultz with what's happening right now makes you think that he's not about to miss basically all of year two? Also, yeah, it's true. And I Zaire think, Smith is on on that same vein exactly. as well. Now, yeah, granted, Zaire, Zaire Smith, Smith as well. Yeah. Also so, had a peanut allergy where he's lost twenty pounds as a result. Yeah. So Go all figure. of that is certainly very fishy. Like that's a yes. weird, weird coincidence. So yeah. who knows? Maybe something weird is going on there. But the Markel Fultz thing is legitimately alarming because I mean, I don't understand how you watch a guy be good enough in college to think no, he's my consensus number one pick, and then you get him to the combine, and then you say, "Well, let's train, let's change his shooting form," and now he's on what shooting form number three, mm-hmm. number four, three and a half, maybe. Yeah, like 
That's weird. And by half, I mean pump fake. Oh, how dare you. But I mean, like, can, oh. can you trade him now? No. Can you? Is there any chance he's a twin? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You switched him out for a Morris twin. No, man, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know that he has any trade value right this second. Um, it's just the beginning of Space Jam too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's what I was thinking. I'm not even yeah. joking. Like I, I went there, I was like, yeah, the Monstars took his talent. Yeah, yeah, it's, sure it's a Martian somewhere just just tearing it up. Oh man, just dimes, dimes, because that was such a big part of his game was his passing, and you really don't even see that anymore. Yeah, now, in in his defense, three point shooter. Yeah, he was supposed to be a pretty good shooter and a pretty decent defender from what I, or at least had the potential to be a good defender. Um, Now it's going to be hard for it was always going to be hard for him to come in there and show all of those same skills as long as Simmons was handling the ball. You know, I yes. mean, so I think that must that must be accounted for as well. But, yeah, what, what I don't know what's going on in Philly, but that's weird. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I, they brought Jimmy Butler in to sort this out. <laughs> you know, he's great he's, with the kids. I mean, he has proven <laughs> to be a very nurturing teammate. So Yes. I, you know... He hasn't I, burned two bridges in two different places at all yet. Not even like at thought, all. He, we thought he, Draymond threw some words at KD. I can't wait to hear what Butler says to Fultz. Oh, man. If Philly is if Philly is smart, they don't even... They didn't even let Fultz practice once with Butler. Nope. Nope. Now, this Fultz thing, going back to what I said on Twitter earlier, I still think Philly, karma aside... I don't think they need him to work out, though. You know what I mean? Like, even if he ends up being a bust, it would have been nice if he had been really good, but I don't think they need him to be good. And you guys seem to think that they need that to have hit. That's a blown number one pick. Yes. But how many teams have blown number one picks? Yeah, I was about to say, blowing number one picks is not uncommon at all. But it's after they blew the Jaleel pick. It's after they blew yep. the MCW but, pick. But like, you also hit. You also hit on Simmons and Embiid, so it doesn't matter. Okay, you yeah. hit. It, on no, it does matter. Rondo, it does matter. It, you it does no matter. Depth. You don't have any depth. Sure. I don't but think it matters. That's because you just traded some of, of that. Tanking for so long was to build that young depth. Yes, but yeah, it's you, gone. I think the point was to get themselves into the conversation. They have. If a, they were it, in the conversation. They the have time. a nucleus now that they can say, long as we have these two guys healthy, we should be able to build around these guys and be a title contender. And that absolutely he, he, is the truth. And even now, who, who's to say that this, this year, I don't think they go to the finals, but I wouldn't be shocked if they got there. I would. Here's, I would here's the thing, Marcus. I would absolutely be shocked. I, I would not be shocked if they got there, because I think... Butler, Simmons, and Embiid is a really, really, really good place to start. Yeah, it's a really and good Reddick, place to start and they're certainly in the first going round. To, they're certainly going to pick <laughs> right. up somebody else before the season is over. I would have to I would have to imagine. Yeah, that, that I thing we were talking yeah, about earlier about. They better. It's not a finals team, though. No, no it's, it's not. not it's, it's not a good finals, a team. finals team. It's not a good finals team, but who's to say that 
Who's to say that Kyrie doesn't get hurt again and they find a way to squeak past Boston? Who's to say uh, that history I, shows that makes Boston better? Uh, yeah, that's also, yeah. I was gonna to say, say who's to say that that Simmons and Bead to stay healthy, like you know. That's true. Right. That's Although true. to be who's fair, to Terry Rozier how to shoot. Terry Rozier wants out, so I mean, if Kyrie does get hurt, then we have a different discussion about rotating the players over. I think Terry Rozier is going to leave Boston and find out that he's Terry Rozier. (laughs) I think so as well. I'm just saying that's a different conversation where you think about can Jalen Brown play points? No. No. I don't think so either, but I think that's a conversation. I don't think that's a conversation that they're having. I think if it came down to it. Are you going to put Shane Larkin? No, I think you probably play Hayward at the point. Shane Larkin's in Europe right now, isn't he? Or is is he back in Boston? I thought he was in Boston. I, I could be think, wrong. I don't think so. I think okay. he's in Europe. Well, I, in 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 that case, fine, fine, fine. I, all I'm saying, all in Brian's point earlier regarding the draft picks and all of that stuff uh, with Philly, if you're picking within the top five, strategically, strategically speaking, right. you you gotta hit. You would love to. Okay, so. And t- if you're doing that this. eight years in a row, eight years in a row, I mean, you saw that 2011-2012 roster where, right before they blew it up. They made the Eastern Semis. They beat the Bulls in the first round, who were the top seed, mind you. Right. Without, without Derrick Rose. I mean, without, fair, okay, without so. Derrick Rose. But still, that was still a deep and well-constructed team. Was it? I... Yeah, yeah, it was. It won over 60 games. Was it? It was. Benchmark. Won over 60 games. Easily. You say was it like Mike Muscala is not getting 23 minutes a game right now. I'm just saying. Stop. Yes, of course. Sam Mike Hinkie Muscala did not, not die, good. so Mike Muscala <laughs> Okay, look at this. This is the way I look at it. 23 minutes a game. I used that, and I used that baseball analogy earlier. Let's say, so out of Philly's six straight lottery drafts, at least six straight, right? But they've had multiple picks every time. Sure, sure. Yes, but every time. Even if you, even if you allow for that, so let's say they had ten. Let's say they had eight to ten picks in those lottery drafts, and mm-hmm. they got two foundational players. Two. How many teams would trade that? That's a one in four. How many teams would trade where they are right now for that? Twenty. That means you 25? failed six times. They got two of them. I feel like most. Right. Of course. But still, you're, you're missing the point. Yes, they have missed on some. But Michael oh. Carter-Williams, even it was, even in a weak rookie class, did win rookie of the year for them. So he wasn't, like, awful. At least in Philly, he wasn't. So you can't really say that was a miss. But even if we're going to assume that it was, they got they got it right with Simmons and Embiid. So the rest of them don't matter. They do matter. But like you get, they do uh, matter. They, they do matter, matter a lot. They do matter. I'm that that I misspoke. They matter. But you also they also drafted Sarich. They often they also got Robert Covington. They just stumbled into him, and he ended up being a really good rotational player. They got a they decent, traded up for Fultz. What? Picking like that. They traded up for Fultz. They traded up for Fultz. Yes. And that, it looks like, is not going to be a good pick for them. But it 
again, you still found... It was the right pick to make at the time. It was the right pick. And even if he doesn't work out, you already have two foundational pieces when most teams don't have one. I think... Okay, yeah. This is something like we, we can go back and forth on this for a minute, but the fact of the matter is if most teams have that many cracks at landing foundational picks in the top five of the draft, they would absolutely have that same success rate. Now, you're saying that that's proof that the process worked, that they were able to pick up like that high that long. But end of the day, like, like, like I said earlier on Twitter, that gamble only matters. It only makes sense to me if you are indeed competing for championships on a regular basis. And right now they look like two years away from being two years away to me. Really? Yes. They're the Bruno is that assuming of the Is that assuming that the Warriors stay good for the next four years? No. No. So let's say That's let's a- say for some reason the Warriors win a title this year and then blow it up for any reason at all. You don't think that a year from now Philly can put together a title a team that gets them in that conversation. No. Really? No. They don't you have don't the money. Think so. Their money they is gonna get money. too the, tied up. The money is going to get tight, absolutely. But just this no, past it's not summer gonna. it is. It, it, it already is. Yeah. Sure. But just this past summer, you guys you, the very same guys that argue that now they are in the conversation to pick to get LeBron James if he wants to go there. LeBron James isn't going there if they don't have two great players already. That's my right. point. My point LeBron is James didn't go now there. they get right. now they get into those. Conversations. <laughs> he was never going to go there. Absolutely not. But now but, they get yeah. in those conversations that they otherwise wouldn't be in. That there's only one conversation for that one. It's LeBron James, and that conversation is over. Like, yeah, LeBron absolutely. also picked a team without two good players. Yes, yes sure. Players but we best. we don't even consider Philly, is what I'm saying. Philly, oh. now Philly mm-hmm. becomes a player in the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes. They became a player in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes. That, yeah, doesn't, and happen, all those... that doesn't happen without those two guys there and them already overachieving one last year. Those are cute. Team. Those are cute sweepstakes. Those are cute consolation prizes. But it's not like okay, Jimmy yes. Butler is, is going to make them competitive in the East and, and stuff like that. Right. Kawhi, I think, would probably move the needle for him a bit. Yeah, but like what Kawhi's I'm saying, better, okay, sure. Yeah, but, but saying okay, just because they were in a conversation for LeBron, like we saw what the Heat were like with just Bosch and Wade. They were a respectable team. They were competitive, but they weren't the Heatles without LeBron. So I, I don't know. Saying that they were in that conversation does much. The Nets met with LeBron in 2010, like right. But look, Le- but LeBron true. doesn't go to South Beach if Wade and Bosch don't already say they're going to be there. Yeah, and I get you. But what I'm saying that doesn't really say much about the team because without LeBron, Wade and Bosch were there, and the Heat were a good team, but they weren't in the conversation. But to the win. point is, like, there's no conversation anymore to be in. They don't have cap room to sign other stars now. They don't now. It's, yes, they no, don't absolutely. Now. And yes. they don't. They spent it on and, Jimmy okay. Butler. They don't have depth. And also, absolutely. The- but I'm saying, even based on the trajectory of Simmons and Embiid. And look, there are going to be low, they're going to be like rent low buyout candidates. This happens every year. Teams are all, teams are going to look across the league and say, okay, what team is already pretty close? And if I go there, I can help. Philly. Philly's in that conversation. Boston probably isn't because they don't have the space. But I don't think the buyout guys are going to make it. 
difference there. Yeah, Phillies uh, in we don't, need we don't, that's the thing. multiple Maybe, elite shooters. Right. They need a they, lot of they need Sure. They need shooting, but they also, they're pretty low in terms of their forward depth also. Yes, they are, but, but say, the point is they already say, have two great players. They need, but, Lou, Lou, I, we just I'm saying they need though. a lot of things. They, yeah, they, they, not need, just they need quite a bit to be a title team. Sure, as long as the standard for title team is the Golden State Warriors. Yes, no. absolutely. I, no, no, we're not. We're not saying. Not we're not even Raptors saying the Golden State Warriors. They, the they, they don't have the depth of the I, Raptors. They don't, don't have the depth of the Bucks. They don't have the depth of the Celtics. No, the Bucks won. Have you I'm watched sorry, the, I, we're not saying the Bucks have won anything. We're just, saying the Bucks are deeper just say, and I that they are better year? coached. Yeah, I'm talking about going forward. I'm this year doesn't. Okay, I'm talking about you have to you have to consider the past though. At least the past year, you have to at least, at least consider because I'm basing this based on what they did with no ex with low expectations already. The Bucks have had good Giannis at out of the blah blah blah, blah. Uh, that guy. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> they have had good go. Greek freak for three years now, and granted, they look a lot better this year. But you can't say they're not in the Bucks conversation if the Bucks. O- underachieve the past two years, and Philly Wait, overachieved. Have a good coach, but, but, that's, but, and yeah, they do. And, and, and as we they discussed earlier, they haven't won anything. System can be everything, right? <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they have a shot at winning. I just don't think it's fair. It's okay for you to say this about Toronto because Toronto has been good and ha- looks like they're a little better. Looks like they. They, they should be, yes. Yeah, no, they hey, should be a, a lot better. But I don't think it's okay to say that Philly isn't. Yes, record-wise, they're not as good as Milwaukee. But I think if that series plays out, I I don't know that Milwaukee's significantly better. I mean, I would I, say they are. I would. Yeah, based on, based on would just Milwaukee. this season. They're deeper. Yeah. That matters. They are, they're, yeah, deeper, they're deeper. They're deeper. But they I have think, better shooting. They got a better star. They got better coaching. Philly has one shooter on this entire roster right now. Right. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. one and but a half now. Seen, you got Jimmy Buckets there. But we've seen in the playoffs, people, we've seen, I mean, not this iteration of Milwaukee, but we've seen Chris Middleton lock up. We've seen Eric With Bledsoe Jason lock up. Jason Kidd as his coach. <laughs> and, 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 and something and called Eric a Joe Prunty. Prunty. Do not or Joe Prunty. Me. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just saying right. this fine. iteration of Milwaukee has yet to prove anything. So you can't for sure say that what this is Philly better. proved. They, yeah, I can say Philly is proven to have one and a half shooters on his roster. Right. Absolutely. That, but that's all Philly also proven. won a playoff series last year. Did Milwaukee? You can't say we can't you can't say we can't count Milwaukee's last year. But then also they, say we have to Milwaukee we can count took them this Boston year. to seven last year. Philly lost in five. Yeah. Yeah, that is okay, true. But the question I asked was, did Milwaukee win a playoff series? Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the question no. I asked. We're no, literally, they co- like, they got we're doing Milwaukee a head-to-head they head they comparison. Last year. They would have beat who? The Heat. Okay. And that's who Philly beat. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Heat fan, but yes, Me we too. all know that that team was not good. Right. But they both got eliminated no. by the same team last right. year. Right. Absolutely. And sure. it took yeah. more games to knock the Bucks out. Yes, but but 
It doesn't matter. You have to you play the games in front of you. Oh, you have to play the games oh, in front wow. of you. A playoffs a playoff win is a playoff win, right? Yes. Marcus, we're sure. not talking about another variable team. We're talking about the same team. Yes, played but by I, both ends. Yes, and I'm yes, you're saying that the same Boston team beat Milwaukee in seven when they only needed five to beat Philly. I understand that. But I am saying that the playoffs you, a win in a playoff round matters no matter how you cut it. Right? Okay. Sure. So, that Milwaukee team, you cannot say that based on the coaching change they've made this year, and yes, right now they are, what, two games better or so than Philly? By record, we're not even 20 games into the season, by the way. So, based on that, yes, Milwaukee right now looks like the better team. But you cannot say for sure that they are better just based on the fact that they're better right this second. Because that team, it, that but, Milwaukee team, that, brought back the same roster mostly, and they have not won a playoff series yet. In two years. Even 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 if that, we spot you that that Philly is right now like poised to, to make a leap in the next couple of years, they're in no way, shape, or form in a position that number one makes you think they're going to take over the top of the East in the next couple of years. And then on top of that, here's the thing, they're not even in a position where we can't assume or fathom another team catching them. Yep. Like, truth be told, and, and, and it's going to sound like a homer statement when I say this, but the Nets are like two good moves away from being in the same conversation. As yeah. If those, two, yeah. if those two good moves are drafting two generational talents, no, not generational, but foundational talents, then absolutely. They already have two. No, nope. don't no, you not, say it. No, don't no, you say it. No, no, no. Trey, I was with you, and then you fell off a cliff. I won't go that far. I won't go that far. But what I'm, what I'm saying, like, okay, look, the, the, I'll bro, they're not as good as you think. They're, you said what? Pre, pre ankle dislocation, I'd put Karis Levert ahead of Ben Simmons. This yeah, that's. Year. Oh, I'm saying, my God. And, and Brian, that's, that that's is, rough. That's embarrassing. That's, that's rough. But no, but I'm saying, before the that. injury, before the injury, he absolutely looked like a foundational yeah. piece is what I'm telling he you. He absolutely and, looked like a really good player. No. Did he look Ben Simmons good? And this yeah. is not because Ben Simmons is Michael Jordan. But Ben Simmons, by your very own estimation, guys, does not have a jump shot and was still borderline all NBA last year. It's true. But anyways, guys, quick hits. <laughs> Melo's gone. RIP. He's going. He, he's just taking a vacation before he sounds with the Wizards. It's true. It's I don't true. think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be a Wizards team to sign with because there's a good chance that that place goes up in flames before. They play competent basketball, even though they, they they did win tonight. So, who knows? It's true. They beat the Clippers. Pretty like it was a decent end. Uh, also, another quick hit. Uh, Joakim Noah is about to sign. Is in serious discussion with the Memphis Grizzlies on a contract. A pretty good Memphis Grizzlies team. Not sure why they would sign him though. I'm still Since not, his knees are shot. I'm still not. Maybe they were bored. That they're good yet, but yeah, and also you meant to say Joakim Noah's corpse because there is no way that is a full basketball player anymore. There is no way that he could play basketball at 
at a competent level at this point. I think they're looking to add depth behind Marcus All and save him for the playoffs, even though Marcus All is on <laughs> one of the best starts. Hey, he's hey. No one has a better plus minus in the league right now than Marcus All. No, I'm Look not laughing up. at that. Marcus All is nice, but saving for the playoffs. I was about to say right. <laughs> when you're 17 games into the season, you don't get to say I'm saving Marcus All for the playoffs. <laughs> Even though the drop off between a comp- a healthy Marcus All and a walking Jaquin Noah corpse is pretty monumental. That is a steep drop off. But I don't think I don't think you could say they're saving them for the playoffs yet because we're not even twenty games I, in. I just don't I'm care just to saying talk about Joe Kim Noah in the year twenty eighteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're the, the Memphis Grizzlies are playing a style that could benefit Joakim Noah. Taking all 24 Dan, seconds in Dan, the shot clock. Take your Bulls what? glasses off. I'm, take no, your no, Bulls I, glasses I, off. I, I, I understand they he has no legs to speak of. <laughs> he has no legs to speak of. He has no Stop. knees. I mean, they, they do play run. very slow. So I think they, pe- to they Dan's play a point, very slow pace. To Dan's point, a guy who can barely walk is not going to look that bad when playing with guys who are also barely walking. Yes. And if they're taking other teams to the point where everyone's barely walking... Then a zombie is likely to fit in there. I get it. Yes, yes. I I say the Memphis Grizzlies need to trade for Zaza Pachulia, like, tomorrow. Raymond Felton. Look, oh man. no, don't get rid of Enough Felton. of Come the on, Tar don't. Heel slander. Oh, I'm <laughs> no, here no. Oh, I'm here no. No, man. But anyways, guys, this was fun. Yeah, you want to end fun. on Tar Heel slander? Oh, man. Yeah, man. The only Tar Heel we acknowledge is Vince Sanity. <laughs> uh, hello, MJ. I yes. said what I said. <laughs> not my greatest of all time. Oh. Yeah, not my goat. Even though he is my Carolina, guy. so I, I do have to kind of claim him. Also, please put some respect on Rasheed Wallace's name. Uh, okay. I, okay. Yeah, we'll take I, that. Hey, keep getting them <laughs> checks, Marvin Williams. That, we'll end on that. Well, guys, all right. this is fun. I'm all riled up now, but That's right. it's okay. But yeah, man, yeah, it's man. all good. And Marcus, you uh, were wrong. Rate and review tonight, us. <laughs> but not as wrong, says the guy who tried to stand on the KD hill and got steamrolled. Okay, yeah, guys. <laughs> hey, all right. So rate and review us, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Hey, man, all, wherever all you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. We everywhere. Up. You ain't never there. We, never. We're Bees Knees Pod all over the place. B-E-A-S-K-N-E-E-S-P-O-D. All right. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. Later. For sure, for sure. See you later. Bye.